When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're winning different ways, and you know we've um, shown a really, you know, great adaptability across the year. Um, lots of questions asked of us, but we're showing that resilience and grit, and um, we're able to put that into the way we're playing. And um, you know, you can sort of see that the boys have got some real hunger and desire right now, and uh, and they're sort of really clear on what what's needed. And just thought it was a fantastic performance. Michael Voss talks about Carlton's thrilling win over Melbourne on the weekend. The Blues are on the march, folks. They've got the best uniform in the league, I reckon, the navy blue. They've got the best team song in the league, I reckon, the old rat-da-da-da-da, rat-da-da-da-da. And they had a great number one draft pick back in the day, and he's on the line with us to talk about Carlton on the rise. Bryce Gibbs, welcome. G'day, Duff. Thanks for having me on this morning. So, mate, what do you make of it? Carlton, eight wins in a row. People are talking about them as the form team in the AFL competition. What do you think? Yeah, well, there's no questioning that, really, is there? Um, their form over you know, the last eight weeks has, has been pretty good, hasn't it? And to knock off a couple of scalps, uh, more so in the last couple of weeks, I really think uh, people can start believing that they can do some damage this year. Uh, it's pretty funny how things can turn pretty quickly in, in a season of footy. This this season's thrown up a lot of different things and, and teams being in form and out of form really quickly. And obviously for the Blues, they, they started the season like a house on fire. I think they won their first three or four games uh, leading into the gather round, top of the ladder undefeated, go on a, a pretty average run, losing six or seven games in a row. Uh, everyone started coming for Luke Sayers, Brian Cook, uh, all of a sudden questioning whether Voss was the right man for the job. Paddy Cripps out of form. Uh, he needs to, to get going. Um, they've obviously had a bit of a reset. Uh, a few honest conversations by the sounds of it. And, uh, you know, their last eight weeks, the way they've gone about it, um, it it's been really impressive. And uh, it's been that sort of year, hasn't it? Anyone can sort of win on any given day. And you just have a feel that with some of the top four sides, you know, little been been a little bit um, in and out of form in the last couple of weeks. Uh, with the final series coming up, you feel like a team potentially could win it outside of the top four this year. And, and Carlton looks like they'll probably finish fifth or sixth. And the way they're going, uh, I can't see why they can't. Yeah, they're going as well as anybody. And to win against a team like Melbourne, now I know Melbourne's sort of like just been... Um, idling along, if you like, through the middle of the season and, and, and getting enough wins to, to keep themselves in the mix. But that, that that was a massive moment. And it just shows you what fine lines, doesn't it? Because you remember the the tail end of last year, they had the heartbreaking loss to Melbourne, the heartbreaking loss to Collingwood, they missed finals. And suddenly the year feels completely different to the way it had looked for much of the season. Um, but this year they're getting it done and they're getting the result in those games. I had no issue with the Petrarca non-goal. What, what was your view of it? Yeah, sometimes footy games come down to moments. 
doesn't it? And, and both sides, I mean, it was a fantastic game of footy, really. It was a finals-like atmosphere. Both teams had momentum in the game. Both teams had opportunities. And, and sometimes it comes down to moments. This was a pretty big moment. Uh, and luckily, it did fall Carlton's way. But uh, obviously, the technology was at touch, wasn't it? Um, the umpire uh, went with that. It was. Uh, and that's that's how it played out in the end. So maybe got a little bit lucky, but sometimes you need a little bit of luck in this game, and it did fall their way. But I think even if they had have ruled it a goal and they had have lost, they still would have taken enormous confidence out of that game. It was a finals-like pressure around the footy, uh, and to do it too with, without, you know, five or six are probably their walk-up starters when you think of, obviously, Welsh, uh, Welsh to come back, Chera, uh, McGovern out, Kennedy... Harry Mackay has to come back in at some stage. Silvani, um, I've been just really impressed with uh, some of their lesser names, some of these role players getting it done. Dow, we know he struggles to get in and cement a spot in this senior side. He's come in and played some really great footy in the last couple of weeks and stood up in big moments. Um, you know, Cottrell's, Chincotta's, Fogarty's, always these guys who aren't household names but are just uh, playing their role and, and helping the, the, the team win on, on what's now an eight-game winning streak. You mentioned a reset, Bryce, and I guess with when the names you talked about being out, what happens when they come back in? Because it looked like the balance wasn't quite right before. There was maybe a little bit too much inside, not enough outside. Did they have the wheels to go with the teams? Those role players, a lot of those role players you mentioned, give them wheels, don't they? So so what do they do in terms of the balance? Um, you would think that Chera and Walsh in particular have to come back. You'd think Harry Mackay comes back. So, so how do they squeeze them in without upsetting that balance? Yeah, it's, it's going to be a fine line, isn't it? And, and you're right. Those guys are walk-up starters uh, for sure. So Walsh and Chera obviously helped through that midfield. Obviously, Hewitt's been huge in the last couple of weeks, filling that void, that, that Chera and role. Uh, it's probably Chera's role in the midfield. Um, Cripps has been back to good form as well. So, yeah, it is going to be interesting. I, I think when, when Harry is right, like, you have to play him. He, he does give you a, a different look down there, that's for sure. Charlie's obviously holding his own down there being the key target. But I don't know, what, what do they do in the ruck? Do they continue going with De Koning? It looks like he's got a little bit of weight lifted off his shoulders since he signed that contract extension. So they might even say to Harry, you're going to have to play a little bit more in the ruck, uh, have a bit more run around up the ground to chop out De Koning which obviously squeezed Pitten it out. So it is going to be interesting to see how they work the mix because those role players, you're right, they're, uh, they bring some leg speed. They're, they, they're not wanting to have 20, 25 touches themselves as long as they're playing their role, pr- providing a bit of run on the outside, providing a lot of pressure around the ball. And that's probably been the, the key area that they've changed in the last probably eight weeks is their pressure and, and their ability to turn the ball over and stop um, side scoring. It's been really impressive. Can you see them beating the best in the competition come September? Are you confident that they take on Collingwood, they take on Brisbane, they take on Melbourne, that they can compete and, and come up trumps against those teams? Well, I think they can, and that's probably proven that in the last four weeks. I mean, they go and knock off Port Adelaide, who are on a 13-game winning streak. Uh, they they beat Collingwood, we know, a couple of weeks ago. Even St Kilda, they're, they're six on the ladder, and we know how defensively they are, and they're, they're hard to score against. And then, obviously, beating Melbourne 
uh, on on Saturday night. And it's just a huge confidence boost for them. As I said, I think this year is can, is going to throw up anything. It's going to be the most intriguing final series we've seen for a long time. I certainly think a team this year can win it outside the top four. History says it is hard to do, but I think the way Carlton are going, you want to be hitting your straps this time of the year and with a couple of quality players to come back into this side to only strengthen them. I certainly think they can. Let's talk about the two Adelaide teams. Obviously, that's where you're based. Port Adelaide shrugged off a four-game losing streak, had a, a very important win over GWS. How are they travelling? Yeah, that, they really needed that win uh, last night. Uh, they were the far superior side. I was a little bit disappointed with GWS. So I thought they were a chance to uh, cause an upset just with their form and, and the way they've been playing. But, yeah, to Port's credit, obviously down on form, down on a little bit of confidence, they uh, they had some um, some big ins. Uh, it certainly helps having some key players back. But uh, it was all all started in around their midfield. Butters got to work. Rosie, uh, Jason Horn Francis had a career night. Uh, Twenty seven touches and, and three goals. Mile Bergman, uh, we've seen him play in defence. He comes up on the wing this week. Kicks three in the first quarter. So yeah, that's uh, just the the confidence booster uh, to get their mojo back. Uh, they're obviously going to finish in the top four now. We'll be wanting to try and uh, secure that home final in the next couple of weeks. But, um, yeah, that was just the, the win they needed after what's been a tough month for Port Adelaide. Tommy Jonas, where does he sit in terms of the selection miss, uh, mix for the finals, do you think, Bryce? Yeah, it's, it's been a really tough one, isn't it? When you, your skipper's on the outer uh, and, and not in your best 22, it's a, it's a really, very dif- uh, delicate situation. Um, and by reports, he's... He's handled it very well. He obviously doesn't want to be playing in the sandful. And uh, I think this injury with McKenzie, it's, it's probably fell his way and he's getting the nod. But um, unfortunately for Tommy, I think if, uh, if everyone's available come the final series for Port Adelaide, I think uh, he does miss out, unfortunately. What about Charlie Dixon? We're seeing him battle with that ankle issue. Um, how's that going? And what, if any, role do you see him playing in September? I think he's not going to play for the next couple of weeks. That's uh, that's been locked in. So uh, it's another another delicate one, a bit like the Carlton situation. You've got a, a couple of guys that will be coming back from injury, leading into a, a final series. We know the pressure goes through the roof again, goes to another level compared to the home and away season. So how how fit are they, these guys going to be? Um, are they going to be ready for for a high pressure, more up uh, obtained? game so I think I mean he's certainly capable we know that uh, and and his best when he's playing his best he is a bit of a barometer for Port Adelaide but the way they've been able to use Finlayson um, a a lot of their mids kick goals yesterday so if they can keep finding other avenues to goal um, they certainly can cover him in the next couple of weeks that's for sure but he's another one I think he's in their best 22 he does provide them with a strong target up forward and um, yeah it'll be interesting to see fitness wise if if he's ready to go. You mentioned Bergman. Um, sometimes when you've got a, a, a cluster of gun young players, one slips under the guard, and obviously they've got Butters running around, they've got Horn Francis running around, they've got Rosie running around. But Bergman is a seriously good player, isn't he? Like I, what I've seen of them, he's a he just doesn't do much wrong. 
Yeah, he sort of won that went under the radar a little bit in the preseason. We were trying to work out who was going to take um, Carl Amon's spot on the wing, and you know, Josh Sims' name was thrown up a lot over here. Could this be his opportunity to have a breakout year? And he sort of had a few injuries through the preseason at the start of the season. And, and Miles Bourbon was the one to put his hand up and say, "This is my opportunity to uh, to take this take this spot." Um, and I've just been really impressed with his versatility. We've seen him play on on key forwards as well when he's playing at half-back. He's picked up Jeremy, Jeremy McCameron at different stages and some really key forwards. So um, then to go out on the wing, he's obviously got a, a big tank, runs runs back defensively to help his back line, but then obviously we've seen him press forward like he did yesterday and kick three goals in the first quarter. So, yeah, he's been really impressive uh, and just uh, another one of their young talent that has made them bounce so much from last year, missing out on the finals to, to finishing in the top four this year. He's been really impressive. What do you make of the Crows? Because their best football has been bloody good. They've come close to the best teams in the competition. They're still not guaranteed a spot in the eight and a massive game coming up against Sydney this weekend. How have you assessed their year? Yeah, well, they're probably, they've exceeded my expectations uh, and probably a lot of other people's. I, I thought they would improve on on last year. Obviously, they've got, they're littered with talent as well. They went out and, and got Rankin and uh, we know how Dawson's taken his game to another level as well. But yeah, they've been really impressive. But we all know they've struggled interstate. Um, and to their credit, they haven't been blown away interstate, though. I mean, they only lost to, to Brisbane by by a kick on the weekend, and they lost to Collingwood only a few weeks ago by, by only a, a goal or two. So although their interstate record hasn't been great, and that's something they certainly would like to, to fix up, they haven't been blown away in too many away games. So that'll just come with uh, a bit more maturity, a bit more um, experience that they're getting these games into these guys now. And... Uh, it has been a successful year, whether they make the finals or not. Still, it's obviously still in, in their own hands. They they play what will be, as you mentioned, a big game against Sydney. And it's funny how over the next couple of rounds, all those sort of teams between six and twelve, they all sort of play each other. So it's going to be a really exciting couple of weeks. But yeah, it'll be huge. Sydney are in really good form. If they can knock off Sydney, I think they head over over your way to play West Coast. So you'd think they would win that as well. And yeah, there's still a live chance as well. So uh, yeah, if they can finish in the top eight and play finals this year, uh, they've exceeded uh, most people's expectations for this year, I reckon. What's the view from over there on West Coast? I mean, we're watching them here and we're wondering how change hasn't occurred yet. What's what's the view from interstate about them? Uh, yeah, it's pro- probably been just a little bit like everyone, a little bit disappointing. Um, we all know they've been such a, a powerhouse for so many years and, and to see them you know, dishing up some of the performances they have, it it is it is tough to watch. Um, obviously, Adam Simpson's a quality person, and and I still think he's he's quite a capable coach. And yeah, I mean, I think they've had three or four or five hundred point losses, and they've only had about ten in their their whole um, you know time being in the competition. So yeah, it has been disappointing. It is tough to watch, but you know, we've seen teams struggle. In the past, you know, you think of only Melbourne uh, a few years ago. The Brisbane Lions were in the same situation. Even Carlton, uh, not too long ago, were, were down the bottom of the ladder. So things can change. Um, members, supporters, fans, you know, 
can be a little bit impatient at times and then want it to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, it is going to be a little bit of a slow burn for the West Coast Eagles, but um, yeah, hopefully they can reset over the, the off-season, um, you know, work out some, some things list management-wise, what they do with their coaching structure and, and uh, hopefully start building back up to uh, the powerhouse that uh, we know they can get back to being. Does it get to a stage, you've been at clubs where this has happened, does it get to a stage where you just need a fresh set of eyes and a fresh voice? Or do you look at the coach and you go, no, he's a good coach, you you, you stick with him? Yeah, I mean, history would say that that's usually what happens when you're struggling for a few years in a row. You know, is it a playing list uh, situation? Do you move the coach on? And unfortunately, more often than not, it's, it's the coach that, that gets moved on. You can't really go and move on, you know, 30 players on your list in one season. So um, that's usually the, is the, the change that happens first. Um, I, I don't know um, Adam Simpson uh, at all. Uh, obviously, he's had success at that footy club. Um, so he's certainly a, a capable coach in the AFL. But, um, yeah, I'm not too sure whether they, they run a review over the the footy department and flesh out what are the, the key areas that they, they need to focus on and, and put resources into. Um, so you, you guys would know more than me. But, uh, yeah, potentially that's one way they could go down or they, they back Adam Simpson in like Richmond did it only a few years ago with Dimmer Hardwick. It was sort of that was where they were at, at the crossroads. Did they stick with him or not? They decided to stick with him. Uh, got all uh, the right people around him to help him thrive as a coach. And then, you know, they go on to have one of the, the best dynasties we've seen uh, in, in AFL history. So it can go uh, go a couple of ways, Duff. But, um, yeah, they'll uh, they'll be trying to work that out over this off-season, that's for sure. And you're still playing for South Adelaide. You're still getting a few kicks, Bryce? Oh, I'm certainly slowing down, certainly slowing down. We've had a bit of a frustrating year ourselves, actually. We've got uh, quite a talented list, and we'll uh, we'll miss out on finals this year. But, uh, yeah, still trying to chase these young pups around, trying to keep them honest, and, uh, but uh, it's been good fun. I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, I'll bet you keep a few of them honest, and I'll bet they struggle to keep you honest a few times as well. Bryce Gibbs, thank you so much for joining us on the show. All the best following the Blues and the Crows through to the end of the season. No worries, Duff. Thanks, mate. Bryce Gibbs, former Carlton champion, former Adelaide Crow as well, still playing for South Adelaide, obviously part of the SEN family. As always, we are brought to you by Isuzu Ute. You can live your own way in the seven-seater MUX. See your Isuzu Ute dealer today. We'll take a break and be back in the Toolkit Depot studio after the break.